We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. They're going to kill the love of my life. Casey! If I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday. Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain, for love. Collide, in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Welcome to the RotoWire DFS podcast. I'm your host, Josh Hayes, joined as always on Wednesdays by James Seltzer as we break down the NFL Sunday week six late talking quarterbacks, kickers, and we're going to give a sneaky deep flex option at the very end from James. You can always find James on Twitter at James Seltzer 975, and you can follow me on Twitter at Josh Hayes FS. James, my man, how are the masses doing out there in Philadelphia? <laughs> They're better, Josh. They're better. The Eagles turned in a... Uh... Performance where they actually look like an NFL football team. So did the, uh, it, it's uh, it's held the Wolves somewhat at bay. Did the uh, suicide rate dip down after week oh, five? Yeah. Oh yeah, big time. <laughs> this is big like time. right. People are just all businesses near skyscrapers are sitting yeah. there with like nets. Yeah. No, the- it was it was bad at one and three here, and even even now at two and three, it's still more of a. Uh, a, a refusal to buy in again right. at this point, right. you know, it's still a tentativeness there. Right. Uh, but at one and three after that uh, dismal showing um, they uh, against Washington, they, uh, it was bad, Josh. <laughs> so people are still showing up to like Philadelphia Eagles practice with Chip Kelly's head on a spike 
until they, you know, well, I mean, look, all you have to do is look at all these nonsensical chip to USC rumors. The guy's freaking coach of the Philadelphia Eagles and, and USC got rid of their coach. And it's like, you can't get rid of this stuff. It's like, all right, we get it. He used to coach in college. Can we stop? Yeah, here's the 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 crazy thing about this. Like you're sitting here at two and three, or and last week you were at one and three. Cleveland Browns are at one and three last week, and you know people are like, "Oh man, we're one and three. All right, also, oh, what are you doing today? Oh no, nothing. Same old, same old. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's like business as usual. Oh in Cleveland, yeah, in Cleveland, right? it's like just and, expected, right? right? And there's riot gear in Philadelphia at yeah. one at three. Yeah. You know, it's like. People are caring about their business. Like it's, you know, we're all, we're all like, man, Josh McCown, greatest performance of all time. This season's already a win. You know? Yeah, no, I was thinking about you. What an exciting win you got. Yeah. Gary Barnridge keep catching the ball between his legs. It, things are going right for Cleveland. Yeah. It was insane to watch. Yeah. I feel like it's an alternate universe. I'm going to be honest with you right now. Yeah, I can understand, especially in Baltimore, you yeah. know, with the history and all that. It oh, was yeah. a, it was probably for for a, for a fan base and a team that hasn't had a ton of great wins over the last couple decades. That was probably a pretty nice one. That was pretty juicy. I'll be honest with you. But my best thing that came out of this whole deal is the fact that they're calling that catch the thigh master. That puts it no. over the top for me. <laughs> yes. They should have gone a step uh, like a step further and called it the Suzanne Summers, and then people would have to really think about it. Yeah, exactly. And they're like, hmm. Oh, you know what? I have one of those. Yeah, let me see if I can get $5 for that on eBay. So, yeah, it'll just spawn a whole nother conversation. But, yeah, so things are looking up on both fronts. We're in good spaces here. And since we're in a good space and we're talking about some QBs, let's go ahead and kick it off at the quarterback position for DFS for today. You wouldn't tell by the first three minutes of the show that this is a DFS podcast. Um, but it actually is. And we actually have done our homework. James and I have dug up the best cash game and GPP options for your lineup pleasure here in week six. So let's go ahead and kick it off. Who's some of your top options for this week? Well, I mean, I think one name stands above them all at the top of the list, and it's Tom Brady, Josh. I, I mean, look, right? It's Indianapolis. It's deflate gate it's that whole saga all that time we spent oh you know what it's the, the it's the it's the tattletales i forgot exact, oh yeah that's what i'm Tattle- talking about oh, man. Man, you the, know what? It, they started all this i don't think they're and, and and i mean first of all the patriots in this iteration this you know dynasty type thing that we've seen with the patriots over this time the one hallmark that you can always count on from this team is that uh you know us against the world, you know, revenge. We saw it after Spygate. They came out, went undefeated till the Super Bowl, dominated teams, put up, you know, Brady set the touchdown pass record. Moss set the touchdown reception record. This is what this season is to me is, is they're going to put up every single point they can until the clock stops in every game. And this game is like times 10. I'm, no joke, Josh, I wouldn't be surprised if they put up 60 points on Sunday night. Uh, and I think with Brady, obviously, at the epicenter of this whole thing, and going up against a bad Indianapolis defense, no you know, no less, uh, allowing the ninth most points to opposing fantasy quarterbacks, fifth most passing yards overall, and really haven't faced many good quarterbacks so far this season. Uh, yeah. You look at those numbers, when you look at who they've played, it's there's the potential for Tom Brady to really just go wild and and with 
everything surrounding it and the whole FU kind of season these guys are on, I, I just think Brady is a must, must, must play. And in FanDuel, uh, on DraftKings, he's the top QB. In FanDuel, he's actually second to Rodgers. So on FanDuel, you're actually getting even a slight discount there uh, comparatively. So uh, for me, Brady is is my go-to guy this week. Regard- they could He could have been 15000 and I'd be sticking him in my lineup. Yeah, I, that, that's going to be – you know what? I have severely miscalculated my thoughts on Brady because I, I'm with you on Brady, and I thought it was a tiebreaker between him and Aaron Rodgers, and I gave it to Rodgers because Rodgers is at home, and San Diego has played bad on the road, and um, they have one of the best cornerback matchups in, in James Jones versus, I believe, uh, is it Brandon Browner? If I'm correct yes. here, so and Brandon Brown is like he ranks out. I, I did a guest spot on 120 Sports today talking about how Brandon Brown is the third worst cornerback graded out on Pro Football Focus through the five, first five weeks of the season. So all those set up perfectly for Aaron Rodgers, but it's going to be you know what an overriding factor for me is um, the revenge of the tattletale. There, there, there's going to be Wait, a hold up, hold up, hold up, real quick. I don't think Browner is on San Diego. He is uh, in New Orleans right now. Oh, is it New? Okay, then who am I thinking about? Hmm. Yeah, it's San Diego in Green Bay this weekend. All right, so James Jones, I'm going to dig but up. But San Diego has been very bad against the pass, especially on a per-pass play. Okay, now you're going to force me to dig up my <laughs> – you want, you want the real information? Fine, James. You want to just call me out like that? That's, that's how it's going to be? Fine. I'll dig up the actual information here in a moment. But regardless, we're, we're talking about the over-under should be 100 on this game, should it not? And they were going to get 80-something points out of break. Oh, yeah. There are going to be a lot of points scored, especially with, uh, you know, there's kind of a narrative we're starting to see a little bit with Rodgers and this offense, and they struggled in San Francisco, didn't do very well against the St. Louis defense, who's actually really good, but... Uh, you know, Rodgers obviously throwing his first two picks. And, uh, on last week's podcast, I think I said to you that Aaron Rodgers in Lambeau is the surest thing in sports, and then he promptly goes out and throws his first two picks in over a year. So, yeah. you know, there you go. But, <laughs> yeah, you uh, San Diego, not a good uh, pass defense for sure. Yeah, I actually got the wrong Brandon. Brandon Flowers is the there. is the matchup for the San Diego Chargers. And, by the way, Brandon Browner has the, the single worst grade um, from a defensive standpoint of any of, of, any of the uh, matchups through um, week five. It's mm-hmm. negative 11 on pro football focus among corners there. So he's um, – actually, never mind. Brandon Browner has graded out um, as the single best defensive corner. Excuse my language here. He, so that's a tough matchup for Julio Jones. Another reason to fade Julio. I know this is not a wide receiver podcast today but um between that and the pitch count and him being injured and Brandon Browner playing as well as he had this season you want to avoid Julio Jones here in in week six on the flip side of that Brandon Flowers is your man that's the guy that you want um and that's the reason why I felt pretty solid about Aaron Rodgers and I'm still going to have Aaron Rodgers in a ton of lineups he actually makes more sense for GPPs than cash because everybody's going to be all in on Brady uh, for the cash games and probably for some GPPs as well. And you're probably going to see something even less than uh, 8% ownership like we did last week uh, for Aaron Rodgers and GPPs. So great matchup to take advantage of from a um, you know James Jones versus Brandon Flowers perspective uh, on that handle. And we've just basically given you, you know, your one and two options at quarterback depending on where you want to play them in cash game and GPPs. I won't fault anybody who wants to use them on either side. Now, yeah, we go really deep here. Just, we do. We, just give you, we go Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers right. and we're out. 
we're done. We're like, thanks for listening to the RotoWire DFS <laughs> podcast. We're now available on iTunes and Stitcher. And okay, all right. And so digging, a, we'll let's try to do a, a good job for once our in job. our lives. Not do, do our job, which is actually yeah. to not yeah. talk all chalk and get into some secondary options here. So aside from the the gold standards, who else do you like? Okay, uh, I actually like a lot of quarterbacks this week. It seemed like the pricing, especially if you look at the pricing on FanDuel, uh, it seems like a lot of quarter. You're not finding as many deals as there have been in the past few weeks. Uh, a lot of quarterbacks are really priced right in that range where they should be. Uh, so I don't know if these are particularly great values, but I think that for the price, the, 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 these guys are worth it. And, and there are a few guys I like in that. You know the the same general range, and I'll I'll, I'll catalog kind of where they uh, there are fewer better buys on FanDuel as opposed to DraftKings and vice versa. But let's start with Carson Palmer, eight thousand on FanDuel, sixty six hundred on DraftKings. Like I said, that's probably what he should be priced. But Pittsburgh, not a great pass defense. We saw uh, Aaron Rivers have success against him this past week. Uh, we've seen multiple quarterbacks have success against them. Uh, allowed nine passing touchdowns, which is in the upper range comparatively uh, as far as defenses go. And we, we've just seen Carson Palmer be outstanding week after week. I mean, uh, you just look at his last three weeks. Last week, they didn't really throw the ball much, but uh, 161 yards and three touchdowns with a 78% completion rate. And then the two weeks prior to that, over 300 yards, you know, one or two touchdowns in each They've just been throwing the ball really well. So I think he's kind of a safe play, a, a nice cash game play. Uh, I also like Eli Manning, who's in that same range. Eli actually cheaper on FanDuel, but more expensive than Palmer on DraftKings. So maybe you want to go Palmer on DraftKings and Eli on FanDuel. Uh, but Eli, uh, just, he's been great. You know, he, he hasn't been that Eli we expect where he's throwing the ball away to the other team. He's really been very cautious with the football. They're getting rid of the ball very, very quickly. That offense is moving very fast. It's actually really funny with them coming in to face the Eagles on Monday night. They're actually the offense of the two that's looked faster so far over the last few weeks as, as the Eagles offense has kind of slowed down a little with the issues they've had to try and slow the game down a little bit. So uh, kind of an interesting, interesting dichotomy there. But uh, getting back to that matchup, Philly's pass defense has not been particularly great. They have allowed a fair amount of points to opposing fantasy quarterbacks. Um, in addition, uh, you know, it's a good defensive line. It's really hard to run against Philly. I think there will be points scored. I think that the Giants are going to have to throw to get those points. And, of course, Eli coming off 441 and three touchdowns, obviously against a terrible 49ers defensive backfield, but three touchdowns the week before, two and no interceptions the week before that. He's just been really good, and I think the price is fair. Uh, and one more guy right in that same range just sticking in that game and I'm getting back to it, Josh. I'm doing it. I'm, 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 I'm going back to the Sam Bradford well, even though it's made me sad before, but, uh, he's actually played much better and he's 7,700 on FanDuel and actually only 6,000 on DraftKings. He's a really, really good buy on DraftKings. When you look at the fact, just to, just to 
to take the pricing there and kind of show the difference. Eli is seventy eight hundred on FanDuel, and Bradford's only a hundred dollars cheaper at seventy seven hundred. Yet on DraftKings, Eli's at sixty eight hundred, and Bradford's all the way down at six thousand. So there's a there's a real discount for Bradford on DraftKings, and. He hasn't been particularly great the last two weeks, but he's been much better, especially from a fantasy perspective. Uh, 333 yards, two touchdowns last week, 270 and three touchdowns the week before. And last week really had the potential for more points through two uh, end zone interceptions that were just mistakes that I, I think he's still working things out. But the Giants have been terrible against the pass. They've allowed the most passing yards per game of any team in the league. Uh, also the seventh most fantasy points to opposing QBs. They even made Colin Kaepernick look decent last week. So uh I think that's a really nice matchup. I think the Eagles are going to have to throw to win the game, and I think they will. Uh And then uh, a couple other guys in that range that I, I do like. I think I like this whole kind of middle range here. Uh And, and two guys you just kind of like uh, – are Joe Flacco and Andy Dalton. Uh, Flacco, 7,800 on FanDuel. Dalton, 7,600. But both really cheap on DraftKings. Another couple nice DraftKings plays. Uh, Flacco at 5,900 and uh, Dalton at 5,700. Both have good matchups. San Francisco for Flacco. We saw what Eli did to them, allowing the fourth most fantasy points to QBs, third most passing yards. And Flacco's actually been really good. Had three touchdowns last week, two rushing, one one throwing, uh, so just kind of a nice matchup there. And and same thing with Dalton. Buffalo's a lot, a lot of passing yards, six most uh, of any team in the league in terms of fantasy points to QBs. And and we've seen how great Dalton's been. He's been, you know, outside of of Tom Brady, probably and maybe Rodgers. He's probably been as good as Rodgers from a statistical perspective so far this season. So uh, those are kind of the guys I would like, especially in uh, my tournament plays and. Just, I, I think they're, they're, the prices are right, especially on certain sites for those guys for the production you're going to get. I, I think that's, um, makes a ton of sense overall for me. There's some, like you said, there's a wealth of options. I'm not going to burn you at all for the Sam Bradford pick. I think it makes some sense, uh, uh personally. I, I feel like, um, you are not, are, are not a team that you want to definitely try to, you know, feature the run game on against the Giants. They've done a, um, a pretty solid job overall in limiting teams against the run. I think it was a little bit of a different story against San Francisco because uh, Colin Kaepernick actually played well and is a dual threat, so you cannot just go eight-man in the box against Carl's Hyde all the time like they wanted to. But if you saw what they did you know, um, in you know previous weeks against the Redskins, everybody thought Matt Jones was going to come out after that one big game, and he threw an absolute dud and is, you know, not even out is out of the mix as even the lead back uh, going forward after that game. So Sam Bradford for me, totally fine with it for this week. Actually, um, uh, in terms of some of my plays that I'm looking at, Drew Brees uh, this week against Atlanta. There's team. There's um, the New Orleans Saints are one of the biggest uh, underdogs on the board, and they'll have to throw a ton. So I don't think you're going to see a ton of the run game. And even when they do run, you know, they, he can get the ball over to Mark Ingram and, and C.J. Spiller, who are both capable of pass catchers out, out of the backfield. I think there's going to and a good point there too. Atlanta much worse against the pass than the run as well. Absolutely, yes, they have. I think about. 24th overall against the pass in, in pass coverage according to pro football focus. So there's that piece of it. Um, I like Russell Wilson to bounce back this week at home against Carol, Carolina. Carolina is a team that has a stout front seven. Um, and I think that, you, and you've seen, you know, Marshawn Lynch, who's going to try to play and try to come back, but has been largely ineffective and the offensive line 
isn't very good. So you, you have to hit a couple home run plays in the, in the run game, um, in order to sort of break out. And I think that's just going to mean that it's going to be more, it's going to be more of a 60 40 passing type deal, especially when you have a, a Luke Keekley, who's the best middle linebacker in the game. You're not going to get a ton of yardage. That guy almost never gets beat, you know, inside the box, inside five yards. So, uh, not very excited about LaMarshawn Lynch or Thomas Rawls, whoever it may be. I think that's, you're going to see more, more of uh, Russell Wilson have to, do some damage on the ground and extend plays um, at home, but they played they played fairly well at home uh, overall despite the record. Blake Bortles, I think this is one more opportunity to go back to the well against Houston, who you can definitely exploit. I mean, if you um, see JJ Watt somewhere, let me know where he is. Oh <laughs> man! Okay. I mean, uh oh, yeah, I'm a little nervous now. Homie's on a milk carton right now, is he not? That. Mm-hmm. Uh, like homie is absolutely on a mill card for one. That's that. And secondly, Jadavian Clowney needs to change his jersey to Jadavian Clown Business because oh, yes. this guy is seriously the most overhyped number one draft pick who I don't even know if he has a sack or maybe a sack of potatoes at home in his pantry. That's about it. There's no sacks going on between him and, and J.J. Watt. So because there's no yeah. pass rush, they're getting exposed in the passing game. And you saw that with Matt Hasselbeck looking like a you know competent quarterback at age 67. So um, I'm I'm in on Break Bortles once again. I know he has a bit of a shoulder issue, but he's played well through that. Played through that, and um, I think he has pretty solid matchups in Allen Robinson and Allen Hearns in the uh, in the passing game going into Week Six. You, you were going to say? Yeah, yeah. No, I I think uh, I think one thing just to to clarify about Watt, he's playing with no one around him. It's really tough. That like you said, Clowney that. That defensive front has ended up being a lot worse than people expected. Uh, but still having said that, get it done, JJ. You're right. But uh, I wanted to add on, I, I like your Russell Wilson call, especially because of the running. Uh, but be careful. Don't, uh, again, not a wide receiver podcast, but be careful with Doug Baldwin, who's, who's been a nice cheap play for, yeah. for uh, you know games this season. Josh Norman most likely will be on Baldwin and is really starting to turn into one of the better corners in the league. So just something to watch about. I don't know if he'll stay on, if he'll be on Graham sometimes as well, but uh, either way, look out for Norman because he's legit. No, yeah, Josh Norman is a baller of the highest degree. So he's going to go to the Pro Bowl this year if he keeps playing this way. I'm with you a a thousand percent. So yeah, Doug Baldwin, Jermaine Curse, whoever he ends up getting matched up against, you don't want none. Um, Jimmy Graham, maybe this is the point where he comes back and has a little bit of a return. God, how disappointing has that guy been? Listen, there. Uh, I've known him anywhere, so I'm. A, I, for me, it's fine. But I, I, I can imagine if I'm a Jimmy Graham owner, especially obviously in season long leagues, I'm, I'm pretty upset. I, you know what? I, I am. If I'm a Jimmy Graham owner, um, I'm on the street, basically begging for scraps <laughs> <laughs> because I know I'm losing my fantasy league. And you know, hopefully, you haven't. You playing some high stakes leagues, brother? <laughs> I know. You're on the street, <laughs> like, if you lose it, I, I like, like it. Rent or <laughs> NFFC, you know. <laughs> I got. I need forty millimaker matchups this week in DFS, <laughs> honey. We better hit. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I'm. I'm fine. My wife's fine. Just, just to update you guys. Good, good, but good. um, so yeah, Russell Wilson. Did we not? Did we? Did we properly um proclaim the greatness of of Red Rifle slash Ginger Gladiator? Andy Dalton, do we feel like... I try, and we didn't really get into it. I kind of glossed over. I I, I said he's been the second-best quarterback in the league this year, so that's something. Okay. But you're right. We didn't really get into the numbers because they're astounding. Yeah, I'm, well, I'm going to tell you right now, um, aside from 
this is obviously going to help Andy Dalton for, from, from one aspect. Or maybe it doesn't because um, uh, the game might be less competitive. But we got EJ Manuel under center yeah. at the controls. Yeah. yeah, so Cincinnati Bengals D all day. We're just going to make this into an all-around podcast even though it's supposed to be QBs. And, yeah, but, I like it. We're covering everything. Yeah, you know what, though? That should be more opportunities, more possessions, more you know chances for you know the ginger to make opposing defenses cry. And um, I'm in there for Andy Dalton. Super cheap on DraftKings of 5,700. Actually, DraftKings crazily somehow um, managed to not raise the price on him. He's still 5,700. Yeah, it's insane. That's from, what I was saying. It, it blew my mind. From the beginning of the season, he's down $400. How is that possible? It, it, I don't I, – like it makes no sense. I, are they not like – what is their algorithm telling them to do? Like, this what is, is what happens when I don't you have, get it. Does it take away points for playing well? This is what happens when you have a data leak. You know, like all hell breaks loose and then you can't update players to their proper prices. You're absolutely so, right. Yeah. And uh, that's where we find these market inefficiencies and you take advantage and you make some money. Absolutely. And then the last guy I'm going to talk about, I talked about this on 120 Sports as well earlier in the week, Brian Chips Ahoyer. For- <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Oh, brother, I like it. Was well, that almost a home run play, right? Yeah, for 5,100. You know what he is, though? He's, like, right up there behind Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton's 5,700, so you're not even getting as much of a cost savings as you should have. Having said that, we just saw Jameis Winston uh, make it rain like T-Pain for a 38 ball uh, against Jacksonville last week. So, you know, expect DeAndre Hopkins to get – I'm going to have a DeAndre Hopkins-Brian Hoyer stack for sure this week. And, you know, DeAndre Hopkins getting another 20 targets. Brian Hoyer has been, I think, over 220-plus in relief, in relief uh, of uh, Ryan Mallett uh, so far this season. So, And he's obviously – I don't know if they've announced the quarterback, but it doesn't matter. If it's Ryan Mallett, then um, go, go ahead and turn in resignation now, Bill O'Brien, seriously speaking. that's That's got to be, like, the worst call. A guy has no business. Um, yeah, being- it – and 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 not just that. I mean, the guy gets taken out of the game, and all he does is sit on the sideline and sulk like a little baby. It was oh. like that was one of the most embarrassing things I've seen from a quarterback. It, it it was the exact opposite of what you want in any sort of leader on a team. The guy gets taken out of the game and sits on the sideline and sulks for the entire game. Right. Uh, yeah. So there there it is for me. I think we've sufficiently covered. You know. I, let me throw my home run play out there. Okay, go for it. As well, um, real quick. Well, also a contrarian play, not a home run play, but Josh McCown at 7,000 on FanDome, 5,400 against Denver, just because they're playing against, or 5,400 on DraftKings, just because they're playing against Denver, the best pass defense in the league. I think for like, you know, really aggressive tournaments, if you want to enter the Porsche FanDuel tournament or something <laughs> like that, like McCown's the kind of guy you play because no one's going to play him against that Denver defense. And he has just been so hot right now. I mean, look, the last three games, 457 yards, 356, 341, two touchdowns in each. Uh, you just can't ignore that production in any week, especially for a team who will probably have to throw to stay in the game. So um, just a very contrarian play there. But uh, as far as home run plays, I'll give you a one on each site. Uh, DraftKings, I think it's Colin Kaepernick. He's only 5,000. Like you said, just even cheaper than Brian Hoyer. And I'm not a Colin Kaepernick fan, but we saw against the Giants that against bad pass defenses, and especially against teams with a bad pass rush, he can 
take over and actually do well and run and, and make some things happen. He's got that matchup this week. Baltimore's secondary is atrocious, and they get no pass rush, especially since they lost Suggs. That's a, that's a really nice matchup for Kaepernick. They, they're allowing the second most fantasy points to opposing QBs. Uh, so I, I really like that for, a, a, you know, the cheapest starting quarterback on DraftKings is, is Colin Kaepernick. So I think that's a, a really nice home run play there. And then on FanDuel, it's one of two guys who may play, may not, but one of them most likely will, and that's Mike Vickett, 6,300, and Hasselback at 6,100. Um, Hasselback, it looks like Locke will probably play, but if he doesn't, they're, as we discussed, they're going to have to throw a lot. That's going to be a, a route I think Indy's going to have to throw, and they'll be able to put up points. They just won't be able to keep up. So if Hasselback plays again for such a cheap price, a nice tournament play there. And then Vic hasn't looked particularly good but he showed at the end of that game, the Monday night game, that he could take off and he can make something happen and get you some kind of unexpected points, uh, you know, out of nowhere. And and I think that there's definitely value in that. I'm not, again, not a huge Michael Vick fan, but, you know, with a decent matchup against Arizona. Arizona's good, but I think they're going to have to throw and, and move the ball to, to keep up, so... Not a great play, but FanDuel this week didn't really have a ton of bargain basement upside plays. Yeah, you know what? The way I'm looking at this here, I'm actually scared off the off the off Josh McCann. This might be the the, the time that he actually comes. Uh, I think the ownership percentage is going to be a little bit higher than people project because he's been so strong um, at um, in these last couple performances. And uh, the one feather in Josh McCown's cap is the fact that uh, DeMarcus Ware has a back issue and is likely going to miss this game. Yeah, and that helps. That does help. Um, and combine that, but Shane Ray actually has two sacks in two games as the, the backup there, so it doesn't help a ton. They've still got a monster pass rusher that they got for free because Shane Ray decided to smoke weed right before the draft. He should have been like a top 15 pick, and he falls yeah. away to, to the end. So congratulations to Denver on that lottery ticket that they scratched. Um, but... The other issue that you have is Peyton Manning no longer has a cannon. He has a water balloon. So um, I don't even know if he has a water balloon. Is a, I, has I a feel slingshot? Like he's, I, you know, I would. I was just going to go a little more literal and say the arm of a two-year-old. Or something. <laughs> he has. You know what? Everybody else has come out with like you know Josh McCown and all these guys are firing like rockets and guns, and he's got one of those little things that go like. Pew, pew, pew. I mean, pew, pew, pew. I, it seems like heresy to say it, but I'd take Josh McCann over Peyton Manning right now. You, well, well, you know what? As you should. I, I, I don't know how many jump balls Emmanuel Sanders and Demarius Thomas can keep winning twenty yards downfield. That's what's basically been happening in these in these in this offense. And I don't understand why they haven't shifted their like offensive game plan to exactly what Philip Rivers does, which is. Just these short, quick, right, right. big and dunk pass. It's yes. exact, and they have the receivers to do it. Right. That's Emmanuel Sanders. He's perfect for it. Yeah. But I, 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 the bigger real issue there, and we're getting into some real football talk here, mm-hmm. crazy. But uh, I mean, Gary Kubiak. How does that guy come over as this running game guru? Yeah. And I know that offensive line stinks, but he his scheme can't get them more than forty, fifty yards a game. They're averaging like two yards a carry. It, it's it's embarrassing. I, and then. I mean, and I think C.J. Anderson's talented. Ronnie Hillman's talented enough. They've got to find a way to move the ball on the ground, even with their deficiencies on the O-line. There, there are other teams in the NFL that have deficiencies along the O-line and can find a way to move the ball on the ground. And Denver is not doing that at all. And, and that's supposed to be Kubiak's bread and butter. 
Yeah, so uh, th- th- they should be just be basically ripping out multiple pages out of the San Diego offensive playbook and saying, you know, 10 million drag routes every single way that we can run that. Ronnie Hillman out of the backfield, uh, you know, in the Danny Woodhead role. That's what they should be doing right now. And then, you know, when you bust open for a shot downfield, you, you know, um, do a flea flicker, <laughs> toss it to somebody else like C.J. Anderson and let him throw it 40 yards downfield. So, um, <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Cause you can't do it anymore. So, all right. We now have sufficiently covered all the bases for the quarterback position before we dig into, um, the hot to trot kicker analysis for this week. I want to let you know that if you are staring at your weekly fantasy opponent and thinking to yourself, I would love to challenge just one of his players, not his entire team, but your fantasy sports service doesn't allow you to, well, now you can with the all-new No Halftime app. The No Halftime app allows you to create individual challenges using players or teams. For example, you can pit Odell Beckham Jr. versus Megatron, LeBron versus Melo, Trout versus A-Rod. You can go Sam Bradford versus Josh McCown even. So uh, creating a challenge takes seconds and accepting challenges is even easier. No halftime challenges can be private or public and created for the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, NHL, college football, college basketball, and other sports. Join today and get started. Real money and fantasy supremacy awaits you. Visit NoHalftime.com for more information and click on the No Halftime app from your iPhone and Android device. Receive a bonus by entering the promo code ROTOWIRE at signup. That's No Halftime where fantasy sports season never takes a break. All right, James. All right, I accept your challenge there. Bradford versus McCown. Yes. It's going down. Okay, Bradford versus McCown. What does the winner have to do on next week's show? Oh, I like that. Uh, How about sing 10 seconds Taylor Swift. I don't know any Taylor Swift. This is your chance to get familiar. But that's fine. How about that? Yes, let's say. Okay, I'll choose my song. Yes, we choose the. uh, Yes. Okay, perfect. I love that. But 10 seconds of a popular Somewhat embarrassing to sing song. There you go. Yeah, I'm gonna get like the the most love. I'm gonna get the the love sing songy part of some Taylor Swift song, and then I will actually like play some country twang in the background for you. Oh, I love it. Uh, I, yeah, I want I want legit production value. Yes, sir. We're we're not skimping on the show. Okay, we we're high level production. This is RotoWire.com. We don't mess around here. Okay. That's right. All right. We'll, right. we'll get that done. I don't feel good about my chances. Firstly, you have to go against another. No, I'm pretty team. psyched that I suckered you into that one. You know what? Yeah. We need a. I need a. I need three points. Three fantasy points. Okay. Even me out here just a little bit. You got a huge edge. I'm going against the number one D. Do me a solid. What do you, what do you mean that? We already made the deal. <laughs> Come on. You live in Vegas. You think you can walk in a casino and say, ah, I don't. I don't want to make that bet anymore. Can't you back? Come, Come on, on, James. Come on, Josh. Two points. Have some faith in the newest, greatest quarterback in the history of the Cleveland Browns. The guy threw for more yards than anyone in the history of the franchise last week. I need two points. (laughs) I'll think about it. (laughs) Think about it. I'll think about it. And we're not even going to talk to each other until next week. Oh, well, well, maybe we'll have to. This will force you to uh, to have to communicate. Okay, fine. You want to be like that? You want want stalker (laughs) text the whole rest of the week for two points? You got it, sir. You're signed up for that. Okay. <laughs> Congratulations to you. All right, kickers. I still bad for the third, the 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 vast majority of people who've listened to us talk for thirty whatever minutes, and we still haven't gotten all they care about in the kickers. Yeah, exactly. So let's bring them what they want with the long-awaited kicker analysis. What do you got for me this week? Oh, I I didn't know we were talking kickers. I was kidding. <laughs> no, 
joking. I'm joking. Um, actually, you know me. I usually, uh, with my kicker philosophy, I'm a, I'm a see how much money I have left when I have the guys I want and fit a guy in. Sure. Uh, but I actually, for once, and I don't know how much I'll do it, but um, in theory, I really like the top two kickers on the board this week, which is very rare for me. But uh, Goskowski, the first one at 5,100, uh, like we said, I think they put up 60 maybe. I mean, I think it's I think New England scoring up a, a boatload of points. That means points for Goskowski against a bad defense in a dome. I mean, it, I don't I don't. I can't think of a better situation for a kicker heading into a fantasy week than Goskowski this week. So if if I can find a way to fit it into my budget, I would be willing to to pay up for him this week. Uh, and Hauschka, same thing. He's just been so dominant at home. It's like the guy never misses. And not just that, he's hitting like 60 yarders, mid-50s, like it's nothing. Um, and, and I think that Seattle-Carolina game has the feel of, of – uh, you know, field goal type of battle. I think it's going to be the kind of game where it's going to be lower scoring, and I think you're going to need field goals to win the game. So I, I like both on the board. If I were going to go for one of the two, I'd find a way to spend the extra 100 and go for Guskowski. I like him significantly more. Uh, if I'm going to drop down uh, into that middle-tier range there, uh, there are a couple guys I like at 4,800. Uh, one is Justin Tucker at San Francisco. Uh, nice weather. Awful defense, awful team. Baltimore, you figure they'll pit up some points there potentially. And I, I think we all can agree that just talent-wise, Tucker is is among the top guys in the league. Uh, you know, he just just is is money. It's insane. We saw it in Pittsburgh in the toughest place to kick in the league, or at least one of them, nailing a 52-yarder to win the game. But um, uh, again, at 4,800, uh, 4, even though they're not in Denver, Brandon McManus uh, has just shown such an ability to just knock in long kicks and be consistent it seems like with the way that offense is struggling McManus is one of the top scorers every single week and yet still available at 4,800 which you know as we mentioned two to three hundred below those top two guys so I like that value and then jumping down to the uh you know 4,500 let's just fit him in my lineup there are actually a couple guys I like uh and one the one I like the most is your guy your your favorite kicker as a Browns fan that the man who hits games winners, game winners like it's nothing and, and may have the best name of any kicker in the league as well, Travis Coons. What what a name, what a kicker. Uh, what, he hit the 52-yarder to send it to overtime right last week uh, and just you know hit the game-winning kick. This kid just seems like he's kind of nails. Uh, I've been really impressed with him so far, what he's shown both in big spots and just in general kicking. Uh, he's 11 for 11 on the season and field goals has not missed yet uh four for four from 40 plus so uh i like him i think he's a good kicker i think that again that game could be more of a defensive struggle with that denver defense so uh again they might need some field goals and and coons has shown the ability to produce there and then two more throw-ins if i'm gonna spend 4500 i personally am gonna go with coons but also like Lambeau at Green Bay, a decent place to kick. I think there'll be a lot of points in that game as we discussed. And, and Lambeau's actually been really good after a, a few minor issues in week one. He's been nails since then. Also kicked the game winner uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, and then Matt Prater, who has not really gotten the chance to show how good he is because Detroit, uh, I think they're allergic to scoring points. Actually, as a team, it's a team allergy. They're on something for it, but I don't think it's working. So... Uh, unfortunately, it's not going to help Prater, but you figure home against Chicago, great place to kick in the dome. You figure 
if they're ever going to put up points, it's going to be this week, and and Prater will get a chance to be involved. And he's got the leg, and and again in the dome. But uh, so so those are the guys I like. And again at forty five hundred, I definitely like Coons and most of those guys. Wow, you went super deep on the kicker analysis. I thought you were going to hit me with a couple options, and you feel like you covered half the league. So I'm going to do it right. Well, I did not. I covered six guys. Okay. Let's right. not get carried away here. Saying, and I gave a multitude of options. I'm trying to service the listener, Josh. I feel like you He's was going to go like podcast to hear our kicker analysis. What am I? Ah, Guskowski's good. Good. Go with him. He's fine. Well, Come I on. feel like you were going to give me like the history of kickers. And I was just like, well, back in 1904, the kicker originated with, but. Appreciating my in-depth kicker. No, I do. I definitely do appreciate. I'm in there with most of those plays. Uh, Matt Bryant for 4900 is going to be time my top option. I think people are sleeping on Philip Dawson, who, according to my Pro Football Focus Fantasy Labs optimizer, is the top projected kicker on the board. So, I like that you want Philip though. You uh, instead of Phil, most right. most people go Phil. Right. right. No, we're we're professional. On the show, as you can tell, through all throughout the show, nothing but f- professionals, and that's the hallmark of the uh, Wednesday uh, <laughs> Rotowire DFS podcast. So, so there's there's your picks for me. All right, let's bring it home. We're overtime. Um, home run. We are always overtime. No, we're never on time. It's, it's terrible. Flex play. You enjoy it too much. And that's exactly right. All right, I'm just going to throw one. It's the obvious play. Um, uh, you know, I'll give, I'll throw two because one is just obvious. I think everyone's going to be on Charkandrick West at four thousand dollars. Obviously, I think he's the number one waiver wire pickup this week with Charles going down. Has been most involved in the offense of any of the backs outside of Charles while he was there. So I think for the cheapest price there on DraftKings, he's a nice flex play. But uh, again, I think if you want a guy who may not be as owned as West because I think at that price and with the new potential for a role and, and in a good matchup, I think West is going to be heavily owned. Uh, but I like Shane Vereen at only $200 more, 4200 coming off by far his best game of the season. Uh, he had the nine catches, at, scored a touchdown, 84, 86 yards, I believe, receiving, or I don't know if it was nine catches, but he was very involved in the game. Uh, and I think he's going to need to be. I don't think this Giants offense can run the ball, especially against the Eagles, who by most advanced metrics have the best run defense in the league or or, or among the handful of the best run defenses in the league. So I think it's going to be a similar game plan to what the Giants showed against San Francisco on Sunday night. Quick passes, dink and dunk, move the ball down the field, hang on to the ball, keep you know your defense off the field so they're rested against tempo if if the Eagles are pushing it. Uh, so I, I think that Vereen is going to be a gigantic part of the game plan. I think he's going to get a lot of looks. And, and in that DraftKings scoring with the PPR scoring involved, uh, I think Vereen for only 4,200 is an outstanding play. Yeah, I, I, I love that play there as well. I think it's super sneaky, and it's off the board, and it's a home run deep flex play, that, which is what, what we're talking about. We don't need to talk about some of the standard stuff. So go off the board a little bit. You take a gamble, and if the salary price is right, go ahead and slide that guy into your lineup. That is going to wrap it up for the Rotowire DFS podcast for Wednesday. Thanks to my co-host, as always, James Seltzer, at James Seltzer 975 for providing his expert analysis. Thanks for listening, everybody. Don't forget you can subscribe on iTunes and Stitcher, and please leave us a review, a rating, and don't forget to share and subscribe, and we'll see you next time. 